What did kids do for fun before the days of television, computers, and Xboxes? They invented fun things to do. And today's kids can do the same while learning something about science. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Sean Connolly is the father of three and the author of a book called The Book of Totally Irresponsible Science, 64 Daring Experiments for Young Scientists. Let's talk about science and kids in general for just a few moments. Obviously, you believe that it's pretty important. Well, I certainly do. You just pointed out that I'm the father of three. And the really relevant fact here is that I'm the father of twins. (laughs) They're 12. Two years ago, when I was starting out with the research for the book, I noticed that my daughter was quite intimidated by science, and her twin brother was actually less scared and just trying to work out whether this was some sort of gender thing, individual, but got thinking about the wider issues involved here and how important it was not to get left at the starting post. So, yes, I certainly do think that science is an important thing. And I also think my daughter benefited from helping me out with the book. Sean, it seems these days that science may have lost some of its luster for kids thanks to all the new high-tech distractions out there. Yep, I think you're right. And it might just be that some of the, if you like, the sort of the hands-on elements in experiments like the ones I'm presenting here get kids right back to the heart of things, really. And it's not so much looking back, it's almost looking across at a whole new area of learning for them. And it's quite gratifying to see how responsive they are when they come across it. Well, it seems like science is kind of a natural for kids because historically a lot of the interest in science or a lot of the breakthroughs have been driven by basic curiosity, and kids certainly are curious. Well, that's absolutely right. You could imagine a child having learned a little bit about, say, Boyle's Law by doing the potato gun that was one of the experiments. (laughs) Now, he or she might say, well, I wonder if I could do the same thing with something else. You know, they could just use some different ingredients, see if the same effect or even a more dramatic one comes about as a result and as you say that is exactly what the scientific process is do you believe that science is getting enough emphasis in today's school programs i'm not really sure it has been it's not really the fault of school systems i think there's a general belt tightening across the board which is why in a way i'm trying to come in through a (laughs) in a way kind of a low-tech approach here because what i've got is a whole load of household ingredients, which when I say household ingredients, they're easily affordable by schools as well. I'm talking pencils and lemons and baking soda. So, you know, you don't need to have particle accelerators or Van de Graaff generators to teach science. Just some of the basic things can give a kickstart. We're talking with Sean Connolly. He's the author of The Book of Totally Irresponsible Science, 64 Daring Experiments for Young Scientists. You're calling these totally irresponsible and daring experiments. I have two kids. Uh, How irresponsible are we talking here? It's daring in some respects. It's not daring in the sense that you're going to risk life and limb. But you're pushing yourself out into maybe unknown territory here with some of these experiments. Children are. Sometimes it's the first time they've mixed ingredients, they've observed, and that's the daring side of it seen too. The irresponsible, there's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek when I say that because I'm also talking about parents here because... Imagine if you've got a choice between filling out your tax return, maybe balancing a checkbook, or uh, making Frankenstein's hand out of vinegar and baking soda, and you decide to do Frankenstein's hand. Now, I think some people might say that's a bit irresponsible, say, on April 14th. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's a lot of fun. Likewise, if a kid's meant to be making his bed or tidying up his room and instead goes out with a self-sealed sandwich bag, which doesn't leak, and he's been poking it with pencils, He's learned a bit along the way, and I don't think it's that irresponsible, really. John, do you have any final thoughts about the importance of science with kids? 
Well, I think it's very important. And again, I'd like to draw on my own experience here. My daughter, Anna, one of the twins, her grades in science have gone up by about a full mark, <laughs> put it that way. The nicest thing about it is not so much that, because you know every parent obviously gets a bit proud and boastful about grades. It's just to see that sense of confidence and also the way science translates into every aspect of life, whether it's cooking, whether it's driving, whether it's looking at the weather. And to have a better understanding of that, I think, just gives kids a lot more confidence. Sean Connolly, the author of the book of Totally Irresponsible Science, 64 Daring Experiments for Young Scientists. Sean, do you have a website where folks can find out more? There's no website for the book per se, but you can access the book by going onto YouTube and keying in the title, or just part of the title, Totally Irresponsible Science. They've uploaded a really, really good three-minute clip that shows about 15 of the experiments, and it's a lot of fun and funny. Well, Sean, thank you for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mack. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. Internet services by Pair.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.